Hey, stuff happens, and inevitably you will experience some kind of trial or challenge or crisis or betrayal or death or disappointment in life and in marriage. These ordeals often result in the end of a marriage, but they don't have to. Today we're talking about how couples can become unstoppable, how they can find a way over, around, or through every challenge together. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. Welcome to the show. This is episode hey. 164, and we're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. Yes. hey Hey, how about that Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, I thought you were going to say, how about those Chiefs? How about those Chiefs? Congratulations to the Chiefs. Kansas City, Missouri Chiefs. Yes. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri. I heard there was some confusion about that. It some, is. Some it's folks. very confusing. But it's on the border, right? Like part of Kansas City is in. Please don't give me a geography test right now. (laughs) But the Super Bowl. We've driven through there enough on our adventures. I know. But the Super Bowl show was pretty slamming. Talk about an opportunity. Talk about a conversation starter. An opportunity to have conversations that matter. There was a lot of lovers and haters of the halftime show. Mm -hmm. And and here's the thing we're going to do a really brief version of this. Uh-huh. You can make all the assumptions, judgments, stories about the performers, the performance, their intentions, their motivations, <laughs> their faith, their Justin, don't get their too fired whatever, up. Uh, all the, that you want to, or you can get curious about it and see it as an opportunity to have powerful conversations with your spouse, with your kids, with your family mm-hmm. about, about what it is and what it, what it means to you. And that's what we're doing right now this week over in our community on Facebook. Yeah, I was going to say, we talked all about it There's over there. There's an amazing conversation going on so over there. So if you want to check that yes. awesome up and down conversation out, get yes. on over to the Legendary Marriage Facebook group. All right, one and- more announcement really quick. If you love the show, mm-hmm. or even if you hate it, Hey. If you listen to us just as a way of getting your angry blood up. Stop. <laughs> Nobody does that. <laughs> then please, we hope you're already subscribed to the show, but please take a minute and go rate and review the show on iTunes or po- Apple Podcasts is what it's called now, mm-hmm. or wherever you're listening, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all those places. Take a minute and go and leave us a rating and review. Those are so important. They help us know how we're doing. They help us understand uh, what kinds of episodes work best for for you? Because the show is about helping you, mm-hmm. and they help us grow the show. Those reviews help us show up in searches so that more couples can find the show. Thank you, you and guys. have conversations that matter and build more intimacy and connection. And all that's right. what we're all about. All right, you guys. Today on the story we're, or on the show, we're going to talk about being an unstoppable couple. Pock the car. <laughs> Smart pock. Smart pack. Did anybody see that? Unstoppable pop. Smart pack. Did you see that Super Bowl commercial? That was a great one. That was a great one. Um, The other one that got me, there was a a really cool one for the Marvel TV shows now. Oh. That are coming on Disney Plus. I didn't see that one. Being a Marvel geek, I I enjoyed that. Okay. 
Stop talking about being a geek. And Brian Cranston did a did a, a Mountain Dew commercial that was a play on The Shining, and it was terrifying and hilarious. I loved it. Brian, that's how he does it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. It, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that. It was kind of Breaking Bad gone uh, even worse. Yeah, that's it probably was... probably the point. Okay, so I want to share a little bit about the unstoppable couple. I feel like we we put this. Um, to uh, we're always about raising the bar for the yeah. couples in our group and like being an unstoppable uh we used to have uh somebody in our life that would call us an unstoppable dynamic duo yeah and i always thought first oh time my i ever gosh. said it i was like uh okay that felt awkward like whoa whoa that's pretty high bar yeah but I, then i was like yeah we are an unstoppable dynamic duo but the truth is you know marriage is full of stops like you feel like there's a wall there blocks, yeah roadblocks <laughs> um even in our own story um when we were married about five years we came to a point in our marriage it was like we were in debt you had oh, yeah. a um, job crisis, career crisis, identity crisis, yeah. all at the same time, and it was a it was a a crazy mess. And we turned on each other big time. I'm not gonna lie, we I went remember. to uh, the dark places. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I remember a summer day in our house in Toledo. And the sun coming in through the window, the windows were open. You could almost hear, you could hear somebody mowing the lawn down the street, you know, the birds chirping, the dog barking at the lawnmower, so on and so forth. And we were just going at each other, just attacking each other, Mm -hmm. hating each other, screaming, yelling at each other. And that's, that was the day that the, the idea of divorce went off like a bomb in our, in our house. Um, and it, it was, we almost, we almost went that way. The stop. And like, there's no real. The stop that is the eternal stop. Yeah. But, <laughs> and it was, it, it was just this, this mind altering, earth shattering moment. Mm, yeah. That by any real reason, we shouldn't have survived. Yeah. It was something we that. Found, we found a way to, to do it. And it was, began with this defiant decision. Like, okay, no, 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 that's not how we're going. Yeah. And, and it's very tempting when you're in that place. You feel like, you know, there's no hope um, or or maybe we can just get on good enough ground to just like settle in, you know, well, like and, and maybe moment, maybe we can make do with just a little bit better because, you know, when you're in that place that's way, way down like we were, um, you just think, OK, if we could just be together next month, next year. Like, yeah. we like just the b- survive the day, the week, the month. If we could just survive, we could just settle into a good place and be a normal married couple and just uh, ride out our days until the porch swing, you know? Like, everybody's yeah. got that goal in mind. Just make it to death before you, you, before you <laughs> take the uh, big divorce there. You just got to survive. Yeah. And, and in that moment... Um, we're just sitting there and I'm, we're kind of going, how, wait, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. How, it was, it was like, it came out of my mouth. It hit you. And mm-hmm. both of us, I think we're just as shocked as the, the other. Mm-hmm. How did we even get here? Yeah. And it really came down to, you know, we did the work and figured out that. And it really came down to a crap ton of settling of just being complacent. 
Yeah. And you know what is funny is like we kind of were thinking like that was what we wanted to get back to as well. It's like if we could just get back to that place where we're settling in. And now it drives and just, me nuts when people say, <laughs> can we just get back to? No, you can't go back. You can look back, but you can't go back. Yeah. And you don't really want to. Yeah. And it, it, it seemed like we kept settling for less and less mm-hmm. each time we had, you know, a big blow up or something like that. It's like, can we just get back to that place? Um, but we never would get back. It, it always felt like we were settling a little lower and a little lower and a little lower. And then we just get complacent, yep. whether it's with our health or, you know, just being together or date nights or romance, any of that stuff. We just feel like we get really complacent. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was take about each other we, for granted. We got there by yeah. settling, but we just kept kind of going, settling and compromising, you know, Danielle would say something that was crazy, ridiculous, dumb, wait, why wrong, is, hey, whatever. Hey, wait, wait, and wait. I'd just go along with it. Why is it going to be me? And I would do the same. <gasps> okay. And you would just go along with it because it was easier to just not fight about it. So we'd compromise and go along to get along. And then we'd well, just play small. Well, and the, the whole thing about compromise, too, is it can seed resentment. And it's like in the moment, it feels okay, but then boom, mm-hmm. you know, a week, a month, whatever, yeah. down the road, you're like, oh, crap. I'm like giving up a piece of myself every time. And you wake up and realize <laughs> that, and then you go, and then it's like, <laughs> I will attack you. <laughs> well, so it's settling and compromise and playing small like that and just deferring like, okay, whatever. You know, I does, doesn't matter to me when it does. Oh, because you just and, don't want to fight for it. And, and even more, the kind of autopilot, right? We went, we're going through autopilot on life and marriage, the relationship. Everything's going to be fine. It'll work itself out. Just keep going. Deal with things as they come. No, we didn't even deal with things. We didn't deal with it. We just buried our head in the sand on stuff and then waited for it to go away, and it didn't go away. <laughs> I mean, financially and, and with career and relationships and everything, but with us. Yeah. Like, there would be places where we weren't in alignment, and we'd just go, nah, whatever. Yeah. Instead of fighting for it. We fought each other and then stopped fighting each other. What's tricky about all those things is it can feel hard in the moment, but afterwards mm-hmm. the payoff is so much better if you just yeah. engage with each other. We just kind of went with that that ordinary marriage formula, mm-hmm. which is kind of an autopilot thing. You get married, you have some kids, you work hard, you save for retirement, you die. Mm, whatever. Not, Sounds you know, a little What gross. are we going to have for dinner tonight? Okay. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like you don't have to settle for that. And we figured out that, that we, as we were doing the work coming back from that moment that we're like, wait, that, like that's, we don't want to go back yeah. to that. Like we don't have to resign to the 50% chance of survival that our culture gives marriage. Aye, aye, aye. Right. It, we realized it's a choice. You can settle and compromise, let your differences divide you or shift your perspective, find ways to become uh, something different. Find your own path. And so we found a framework and become worked our un- own framework. Become unstoppable. Yeah. Not let those issues, problems, blips in the road, whatever they are, knock you down a notch every yeah. single time. It's like you can fortify your marriage yeah. by engaging in those challenges and coming out the other end stronger yeah. instead of just 
flying through them, mm-hmm. you know, making big drama or avoiding them, whatever you like to do in your household. So it really comes down to this. These, there's these five things. N- number one is investing in intimacy. Mm. It's an investment, just like saving for retirement, just like buying stocks, whatever you want okay, to make. Okay, and I want to say something about intimacy too, because I, I feel like the, the way we go about it, like especially as a woman, I feel... Like sneezed. <laughs> I feel very allergic. No, um, seen and heard and known. Like that's the thing I'm going for yeah. as far as intimacy goes. It's like I just want to be seen and heard and known. It doesn't really have a whole lot to do with sex or conversations or well, whatever. Sex it is. is an important part of it. That. Is but I'm not saying it's, in it's this a part, part of it. It's it's yeah. As far as I'm referring to here, I just want to be heard and seen and known. Yeah, by you. But is it, but but the the first piece is really about yeah intimacy, be knowing each other, knowing each other relationally, sexually, emotionally, spiritually, like creating that sense of you know the Bible refers to it in a way as like oneness. Okay, so date nights, dates, yeah. like. But you got to be intent- intentional about investing in it. And that's where date nights and okay, if daily I were, check-ins. If I were and, to feel seen and heard and known on a date night, we're, we got Valentine's Day coming up, honey. Mm-hmm. What would you plan for a uh, Valentine's Day? We would watch, we would sit on the sofa, watch another episode of Modern Love while you drank a kombucha and ate Justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Pretty spot on. <laughs> it's pretty spot on. I wouldn't make you get dressed up and go out mm. and do all that stuff because you just want to crash. That or what if we went to like a crazy concert, like a country concert or something like that? I'm just blowing your mind in this moment. There are Mo- two moving types. Moving right along. There are moving two right types, along. but I would enjoy the... Sure. The That's couch an, thing too. So, so whether it's going to a country music concert, <laughs> or you know, a date night, or a night on the sofa watching a show together, it's investing in intimacy, building connection together, right? So, even things like the daily check-in, which is something that we we have resources on and we talk about all the time, uh, and the family meetings. These are ways, like Monday mornings, we have our family meeting, Danielle and I do. We get the kids off mm-hmm. to school, and then we, we check in. What's the meal plan for the week? What's, what are the bills? What do we need to handle with this, this, and this? Who do we need to connect with? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a way of building intimacy. Um, having dinner conversations with the family, or you know, actually talking to each other on a date night instead of just shove, shoveling food in your mouth and then going and sitting quietly watching a movie. You know, conversations. Yeah. That's a that's the biggest way of building and even yeah, sex and pillow talk. Like leveraging the the physical connection of sexuality with uh emotional intimacy too. Mm. So in, s- investing get, so in intimacy is number 1. After we have sex, we need to stick around a little bit at the end to have yeah, pillow talk. Yeah, it'd be nice if you didn't just like roll over and fall asleep. Hey, how much pillow talk are we talking here? I just want to know for a friend. <laughs> How long am, <laughs> is the pillow talk oh, recommended? Oh. What do you th- 
We'll get back to the conversation in just a minute, but we wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join our legendary marriage community on Facebook. And one of the biggest problems we see working with couples is that they are utterly alone without a community to stand with them, encourage them, and challenge them to keep fighting for their marriage. We all need community where we get real support and we can support and encourage other people too. And this podcast is just the first stop on the adventure of building a legendary marriage. This is where we challenge you to go and, and have a conversation that matters with your spouse because that's how you're going to build intimacy and connection. Yeah, the Legendary Marriage Facebook community group is just an extension of the conversation. So if you're already on the adventure of building a legendary marriage, we want to invite you to join us on Facebook. We're having those conversations that matter, supporting each other, and having plenty of laughs along the way, like we do. That's right. So, legendarymarriage.com. Uh, so, number one is investing in intimacy. Number two. All right. So, we got to create alignment here. We got to get on the same page about especially the important stuff, like sex, kids money, the stuff that we always fight about. Yeah. Okay. This is crucial to create alignment. But what I'm not saying here, do not hear me wrong. I don't mean you have to be in lockstep and have every single opinion that is the same. We are a two-headed monster. We think and we act (laughs) as one. We finish each other's. Uh. I lost it. Okay, no, but what I'm saying, of course, there's going to be some times when you get on the same page and you yeah. come up with the same conclusion. But even if you don't, if you are sharing your heart and I'm sharing my heart, we can get to know each other better. It's that intimacy piece mm-hmm. and we can come more aligned because chances are your point of view and my point of view, a lot of times if you look at the heart of it or the root of it, it's very similar. Like mm-hmm. it, maybe you have a, a want to go to Disney World for vacation and I want to go to um, the Grand Canyon for our vacation. Okay. Obviously, you're looking at those as two different points of view. Can you tell? This is like the fifth time we've brought this up on, an, on a podcast. It's like, a real can, issue. It's a real issue that we're wrestling with at some point. <laughs> um, but... The root of it is we both want to have a fun, memorable time for our family. I think that's the key. Alignment is about recognizing you both want the same thing. Mm-hmm. At the heart of it, If you're talking yeah. about sex, it's we both want to have a great sex life. If it's about money, we both want to have a healthy bank account. Right, right. If it's about parenting, we both want to raise healthy, smart, strong, resilient children who go out and are successful in the world. Mm-hmm. Like we both, we all want the same kind of core thing in these areas. Yeah. But we look at it from different perspectives. So alignment's about look. Okay, let's understand each other's perspective. Yeah, we're and like where we're ninety-five percent of the way there. Yeah. Already, it's just got to yeah. get the last five percent. All right. Growth mindset. Growth growth mindset is number three. Yeah. This, this is this is. You know, it goes with alignment, with creating alignment, because it's it, there's if there's one thing I would say here, it's conflict is not to be avoided. It's actually an opportunity for growth trying to happen in your relationship. Mm. The trick is to stand shoulder to shoulder and face it together. Um, and that's that's the heart of a growth mindset in a marriage. 
We're in this together. Let's grow through it together. Mm -hmm. The trials and challenges are going to come. The obstacles are opportunities. And and we've got to find ways to remember that we're on the same team and that we're trying to grow together through life. Like, we're not... We don't get married and you're not that snapshot version of yourselves wearing a tux and a dress for your whole life together. Lord help me if I was. When I um, was 25. Ooh, when no. I was 25. Is that a fiddler song? Fiddler on the Roof. It's made a Fiddler on the Roof I don't know. You're the musical guy, not me. Um, <laughs> so, like, we're growing. So let's make sure we're growing together. Like, we're both doing it. We're, we're sharing what we're learning and, and, and experiencing with each other. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, when you find yourself feeling stuck and stagnant, you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel like we do the same thing over and over again. It's like, mm-hmm. we'll do something new or learn something new, and that's infusing life into your relationship because you have new things to talk about, new things to do together. Like that's so cool. A perfect example of this is we have, uh, I have some great friends that I've known since elementary school. Mm -hmm. And when we get together, inevitably a lot of the, the kind of great stories of our life going through elementary and junior high and high school, and even some in college, those stories come up and that's great. But what's really juicy is after we've gone through and, re, you know, reconnected by telling and sharing those stories, we start telling the stories about life since then. Mm-hmm. The things that we haven't shared with each other, the things that we've learned and experienced and grown as now husbands and wives and fathers and mothers and even sons and daughters. Like my relationship with my parents has changed since, since high school and college. Sure. You know, so we start sharing those things. And that's that's what makes a high school reunion amazing uh-huh. is when you get to see, oh, my gosh, you know, that guy was such a goober in high school. And now he's, you know, this really influential leader and doing great things in the world. He's Mr. Goober now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's the same thing in marriage, right? If you're still telling the same stories and experiencing the same things and watching the same shows and reading the same books, are you growing? Or are you just changing as the as the tide of time wreaks havoc on you? That was so grim, honey. I know. Dang. There you go. That no. came, came extempore. Oh my god! From my wit, like like it always does. All right. No, so I'm- a growth mindset that is that's an essential part of building a uh, an un, an unstoppable team. Number uh, four is pursue passion. Yes. Yes, sex, passion. Yes, absolutely. And mm. more than that, like shared adventures together. Now, yeah. one adventure, yes, I love hanging off the side of a mountain 100 feet above a fr- freezing cold stream and certain sharp, rocky death. I do not. But we still have <laughs> adventure together. Adventure is death defying, and it's also a perspective. Right, we're going to have an adventure of launching a podcast together. Yeah, almost four years ago. Oh my we, gosh! We're and every old week since then, every time we get in front of the mics, it's an adventure. Um, the adventure of getting the kids out the door in the morning, the adventure of you know planning a family vacation, the adventure of figuring out what we're going to do with the kids when they're home for a day from school because they're sick or the teachers have an in-service day or whatever. Yeah. Right? We can turn the daily things of life into this perspective of adventure. And when we do, we have fun. Like, that's, 
pursuing passion. So, so yes, having big adventures together, but also a perspective of adventure. The other piece is individually having hobbies and interests that that don't require that you're passionate about. Be yourself. Don't worry about the other person. I mean, they're on your heart and your consideration, but it's like just because I love playing volleyball doesn't mean you have to love playing volleyball. Just because you love yoga doesn't mean I have to love yoga. Exactly. We we have to. And it's good to have those things that are different that take you away from each other a little bit. Here's the one caveat I and would say about And you have that this. one friend that you really like that I don't like. It's okay. You can have him as a friend, <laughs> even though I don't like him. Um, you, you, it's good to have those things that take you away from each other with this caveat. If it brings you back together as better people. Mm, I like it. Like uh, when, when I worked in, the, in ministry, we, you know, a buddy, actually one of our neighbors now... Uh, I remember having a conversation sitting in sitting in the office, and he said, "If you're going to do some something, uh, if you're going to do a retreat for men or something like that, it's got to be something that if you're going to take them out of the family, away from their their family, you've got to bring them back to be more present, more engaged, mm. to be a better husband and father." Yeah, and I think that's that's the nature of hobbies and interests. It's got to be something that that fuels your soul yeah. that, that ignites passion in you that you come back and direct that passion towards your spouse, towards your kids, towards your life together. So let's say you have a basketball uh, tournament that you do, you know, a couple times a year and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. I look forward to it. We're going to practice leading up to it. And then each time when you come back, you're like, oh, hey girls, let's go, let's go play horse over at the school. And, you know, I mean, it, it excites you. You're not playing five days a week for three hours at a time and then coming home and falling asleep with your face yeah. in the bed and to have nothing left for us. Mm-hmm. So I get that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. All right. Number five. Number five is live with purpose. Oh, baby. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. I want to acknowledge this. The prime directive, so to speak, of marriage is to build a strong marriage. And if you have kids, to raise healthy, strong, resilient, successful mm, children. Yes. Like that, that's what you're in it for. That's the baseline purpose. And there's something more because you can have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. You can, frankly, you can have great sex. You can raise great kids. You can have a nice home, have great vacations, save for retirement, have a whole life together and not have a marriage certificate. Yeah, I mean, that's Like, it's true. not a prerequisite. It's not a biological prerequisite for this. Right. So what's the purpose that you got married for? Mm. And this is a question that, that if you don't have a, a, a clear vision of it what It can be that a is, stumper. It, it is. It's tough because we don't think about it. Yeah. It doesn't just come naturally out of the woodwork. But when you have a sense of mission or purpose that's bigger than survival... Survival mm. of the marriage, survival of the children, paying yeah. the bills, get, you know, grabbing a vacation, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, saving for retirement. Um, when you ha- don't have that, drama just starts flowing. Mm. When we aren't living on purpose, on mission, we create drama because we need something beyond survival in order to thrive. Mm. 
That's so and good. so when we talk about living on purpose, yes, absolutely. Investing in your marriage, investing in your kids, your family, but Which also your community. <laughs> yeah. But also investing in your community, both as individuals. How are you serving the world, making the world a better place, mentoring, guiding, leading, yeah. influencing, um, being a part of something bigger than yourself, whether it's a I church might, or a charity or a cause or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I might be really passionate about going and reading with um, kindergartners at the local elementary school. Me, not so much. No, no. And but, wh- but I'm glad that you're doing that because you're following something that's passionate, that's on mission, that's on purpose to you, and you come home more alive. Yeah. You're, there's more of you for me. So when it's you're a follow, selfish when you're pursuing angle. passion, no, well, absolutely it's selfish. <laughs> when you're pursuing passion, when you are living with purpose, there's more of you. Right. Um, and, and then and then so individually having purpose, but also together. Right. Like what is the purpose of your marriage? There's some impact, some um legacy that the two of you together is able to uh make the world a better place somehow. Mm. And it might be it might be building a gigantic thing that everybody it might be building the next tech company. It might be helping your neighbors have a block party. Yeah. <laughs> but what is it? What is it that, that where your individual values and missions align Yeah. that you can live on purpose together? All right. So those are the five, what, right? What? Investing in intimacy, yeah. creating alignment, mm-hmm. having a growth mindset, yep. pursuing passion, and living with purpose. Ooh. We figured this out. Unstoppable. Like when, when we made that defiant decision, the day the divorce bomb went off, we made this defiant decision. Like, pardon me, but hell no, this is not how our story goes down. Right. We are going to do whatever it takes to find a way over, around, or through this together. And we will do whatever it takes to find a way over, around, or through whatever comes yeah. for the rest of our lives together. Um, when we did made that defiant decision, we started trying everything, reading everything, talking to everybody, going to everything, and it helped a bit, but it didn't really. We didn't really experience the massive shift in our relationship right. until we really narrowed down and identified these five kind of core pillars of of really unstoppable relationships, mm-hmm. of unstoppable marriages, um, and so. When we started making those shifts, everything changed for us. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, we ended up moving to Texas. You know, our careers both started aligning with where we want. And we've had really hard times since then. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that the hard times ever stop when you're a married couple. No. They're always something. There's always a new trial, a new challenge, a new obstacle to yeah. navigate together. Right. Um, but when we f- figured these five things out, it changed things for us from... Um, oh no, there's this issue, this problem we have to face and I'm going to blame you and you're going to blame me to, okay, we're going to stand shoulder to shoulder instead of nose to nose. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. We're not going to let this thing, whatever it is, financial, yeah. health, whatever, it's not going to take us down. Mm-hmm. We are going to go down fighting it. <laughs> so uh, part of our purpose, our mission, if you if you haven't picked up on it, is... We want to inspire and challenge couples to have to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. That's what this podcast is about. Every week, whether we're, we have guests 
guest on the show, Mm -hmm. sharing their stories or experts sharing their wisdom. It's always about at the end having a conversation starter. Like mm-hmm. go home and and talk about this with your spouse because when you talk about things that matter, you build an intimacy and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a part of how we do that is we extend the conversation into uh, from this podcast episode into our community on Facebook. Woo-hoo! So if you want to be a part of that and continue, you know, learning and refining and growing together and building more intimacy and connection, then come join the community on Facebook. Yeah, we're over at legendarymarriage.com slash community. Yeah, and you take it, takes it right there. Once you join the group, click on the header image. There's a, there's a link there that you can get to our free resource called The Seven Secrets of Legendary Marriages. It's a free report. You're not supposed to be telling people it's a secret. (laughs) It's a free report that takes these five things that we're talking about and gives you seven actionable, really strategic, tactical, practical things that you can do to start making major shifts in your relationship right now today. All right, you guys. So uh, we have to lay out the Talk About It segment of this show. Yeah. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. And now, the Talk About It segment of the show. Each week, we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Okay, here we go. (laughs) What would it look like to become an unstoppable, dynamic duo, just like our friend said back in the day? What would it look like for you guys? I like ah, it. I like so it. So go too. home tonight, find a find a time, you know, glass of kombucha, some peanut butter cups. <laughs> instead of turning or on whatever. the TV, have a conversation. Or whatever you like yeah. to imbibe in. All right, that's it for today's show. If this episode has been valuable, if or if it hasn't, let us know. Drop a review on <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you once again. Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary.